You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Tuesday, February 22nd of 2022. Happy Tuesday, everybody. My name is Lucas Smith, host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Thanks for tuning in every day that you tune in. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Happy Tuesday once again. What a weird, wonderful time to be alive. To be alive on February 22nd. Um, of 2022. Just a wonderful time. So today we're looking back at famous Cardinals number twos, as well as 20s and 22s. We'll be spending a lot of our time, obviously, on a certain number of 20s, uh, or a certain number 20 and a certain number two as well. Um, but it should be a fun episode. If you missed yesterday's, we talked about the MLB All-Star Game and looked back at Cardinal All-Star appearances. Um all-star performances. I was now, it's now up on YouTube, so I had a little bit of editing technical difficulties with the video yesterday. Uh, so the audio was released on time, but the video was released this morning. Um, I was finally able to get it edit and export and all these different things. Um, so that is what that that is up on the YouTube page now. We are as of this recording still nine subscribers away from 600. So if you have not subscribed yet on the YouTube channel, be sure to do so. Hit the bell to be notified when new videos go live. This is episode two of the week of five this week. And hopefully by the end of the week, maybe we'll have a new CBA agreed upon and actual baseball to talk about baseball moves, things of that nature. But for today, we're looking, like I said, at famous number twos. And the number two for the St. Louis Cardinals has been retired officially by the team since 1996, uh, somebody who spent many, many decades with the St. Louis Cardinals wearing number two, and that is, of course, Red Shandies playing for the Cardinals for 15 seasons uh, between 1945 and 1963. I uh, did not play with them um, for just a couple just a couple years between 1957 and 1960. Uh, so overall, his 19-year career saw 15 seasons with the St. Louis Cardinals, parts of 15 seasons, four years with Milwaukee, and two years with the New York Giants. Some of it as a player, some of it as a player manager, some of it just as a manager. Um, this is somebody that had a just an absolutely storied career in baseball spanning decades and even after he was finished playing excuse me he stayed on as a coach with spring training he, he was a frequent person at the spring training complex for the st louis cardinals ironically which is where the uh, labor discussions are taking place uh, between mlb and mlb pa uh, but you just look at it at his baseball reference, and it's just high numbers galore, starting in 1945. So he was on the World Series championship team with the Cardinals in 1946 as well, uh, as many other appearances as, as managers and winners is there. But just a part of really, really good 1940s and early 1950s St. Louis Cardinal teams as you know, an all-star 1946, all-star 1948, all the way through 1955, and again in 1957. Only hit 84 career home runs, so was not a home run hitter, but led the league in hits in 1957. Uh, career 289 hitter, um, and he is in the Hall of Fame, a 10-time All-Star and a two-time overall World Series champion, without a doubt. The greatest number two in Cardinal history. Uh, somebody that, like I said, continued to impact the Cardinals franchise even beyond the 
the playing days uh, of Red Shandies, the late great Red Shandies who passed away just a couple years ago. A handful of years ago, uh, he was born in 1923 and died in 2018, uh, 95 years old, forever missed in Cardinal baseball. Uh, but his rookie year was he led the league in solo bases that year as a 22 year old in 1945, uh, led the league in plate appearances and at bats just two years later in 1947. The definition of a baseball lifer. When you look at number twos, it has been worn after Red Cheney's retired. It was worn once. It was a trivia question that I posted on Twitter. Uh, they, like I said, to start the show, they retired number two in 1996. But somebody else wore it between Red Shaney's and it being retired. I'll give you a couple seconds to think about it. The hint is 1978. Okay, just a couple seconds of a little bit of silence. The answer, Steve Swisher. That's right. He wore number two for the St. Louis Cardinals in 1978. He was a Cardinal also in 1979 and 1980, but those two years he wore number nine. As a Cardinal, you know, he only had a nine-year career overall. Wasn't not, nothing too exciting to write home about. Career 231 hitter, career on base 284, slugging 311. Hit two home runs in 101 games with the Cardinals, dove in 15. So Steve Swisher uh, was the last person to wear it on a baseball field as a player, to wear number two. But obviously Red Shandies wore that until pr- pretty much until his death uh, in 2018. Like I said, still frequent the spring training facility, help out players and things of that nature. Uh, but he, he was one of the longest tenured Cardinals, one of the best Cardinals um, of all time. Um, that I think gets forgotten of a lot. But not a lot of players have worn number two. Uh, Pepper Martin, Charlie Wilson, Leo DeRocher. Terry Moore, Lynn Larry, Ernie White, Creepy Crespi, Jeff Cross, Buddy Blattner, Lou Klein, Bob Keeley, Whitney Lockman, Hal Smith, Red Chaney's, and Steve Swisher are the only number twos in Cardinal history, according to BaseballReference.com. So, you know, Red Chaney's being a Cardinal for a long time, being a lot of a part of a lot of winning baseball teams when he was playing, and also, like I mentioned, as a couple times just later in his career, you know, spanning decades, just decades on a baseball field, uh, without a doubt, one of the top number twos of all time. Red had a career uh, wins above replacement, according to uh, baseball reference, at 45 and a half career, as I mentioned, 289 hitter on base, 337, slugging 387, uh, OPS plus just a little bit below average at 94, but just the longevity of his career, um, 2,449 hits speaks for itself, just an incredible Number two, Pepper Martin, also a very famous Cardinal. He wore number two for just one season with the Cardinals in 1932, but also was a Cardinal uh, for the entirety of his 13-year career. Um, you know, pretty solid player in his own right, four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion for Mr. Pepper Martin. But there's no denying that Red Shandies, even beyond the stats, you know, that, that could be underwhelming to some, I suppose. Uh, but even beyond the stats, Red Shandies the best uh, number two around just because of who he was off the field and the amount of work he did with the Cardinals organization and the Cardinals franchise uh, following his playing days, following his managerial days, uh, his coaching days never truly ended. Uh, so Mr. Red Shandies, we started off 2-22-22 uh, with, with one of the better number twos around in Red Shandies. But a lot of twos going around today. So we're not just going to stick to number two. We're looking at 22 as well as 20. Got some incredible players to talk about and reminisce about. And some that you might have even forgotten about that were either 20 or 22. Uh, number 20 you should not have forgotten about. But we'll get to those coming up in just a little while later. 
Before we get to more twos on this crazy Tuesday, uh, we want to tell you about Built Bar because that's the time of year where maybe you're starting to give up on your New Year's resolutions. I know I'm kind of winning on a couple, but what I'm not giving up on is eating healthy, and I'm doing that with Built Bar because they are the best tasting protein bar around. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and if I wanted marshmallows, but I still wanted to eat healthy, I would get Built Bar puffs. They're protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, but they're also covered 100% in real chocolate, just like their Built Bars. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace the candy bars you eat with Built Bars, and you'll be good to go. Go to Built.com right now. See for yourself. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozen of net carbs, Yuck. So, plenty of flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. Go to Belt.com right now. My mouth is literally watering just thinking about them. So, if I haven't enticed you enough, here's a discount. You can use promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Belt.com. Again, that is LOCK15 for 15% off at Belt.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to have your local auto parts store to have all the parts you'll need for your car or truck. You'll have pointless questioning while they look at their computer behind the counter to see the parts they have. It's an extra step. It's a hassle. Go to rockauto.com right now. You have access to it at the computer at home or on your phone on the go. Save time and money don't choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts when you can get it at cheaper at rockauto.com. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from those chain stores, just $216 from Rock Auto, the family business that has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. There are reliably low prices at rockauto.com for each and every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. They're at rockauto.com. When you think of 22s, there is a current Cardinal who wears the number 22, and that is Jack Flaherty. Uh, he has worn it since 2019. He did not start his career in the number 22. He also wore 32 um, from 2017 to 2020. He was 22 last season. Had a decent season in 2021. Talked about him a lot. This is somebody, if he plays his cards right, pun somewhat intended, somewhat unintended, maybe Jack Flaherty becomes the last 22 the Cardinals have seen, will see in their career. You know, definitely really early to tell, just five years under his belt. But in those five years, you've seen some impressive stats and some impressive moments. 32 and 24 overall, 334 ERA, 93 games, 90 of those being starts, 487 and a third innings pitched, ERA plus well above average at 121, whip minuscule 1.07, strikeouts per walk 3.42, 10 and a half strikeouts per nine, Walks per nine a little high at 3.1, but we all remember. Fifth and rookie of the year in 2018, and we all remember 2019, that historic second half. Uh, overall, he was fourth in the Cy Young voting and 13th in the MVP voting. That's right. People, I think sometimes we forget that. That not only was he dominant in 2019, he was dominant enough to garner MVP. 
P votes. Um, he's somebody that, that just has the determination, the grit, the attitude, the mound presence that reminds a lot of people, myself included, of a Bob Gibson. And if Jack Flaherty can take that mindset plus his skill and go out there and dominate like Gibson did for all those years and kind of find a way to piece together, stay healthy throughout the rest of his career, maybe Jack Flaherty is the final 22 the Cardinals franchise sees as they start to retire. Uh, if they retire, Jack Flaherty is never because he's definitely somebody that I think that fans seem to love him. Um, for the most part, he's great with St. Louis. We'll see if he is able to stay with St. Louis that long because there was that, you know, there is that somewhat lingering arbitration dispute last year when they did have to go to trial and Jack Flaherty won his case. So you have to wonder what the price tag is going to be on him, but that's a discussion for a different time. Uh, but Jack Flaherty could be on his, well on his way to um, being one of the one of the last 22s we see in a Cardinal uniform, but he is not the only 22. The Cardinals have seen 54 22s in their historic franchise history, according to BaseballReference.com. I'm not going to go through every single one of them, because that would just be a lot. I'll list some of the top ones that wore 22. Jason Hayward in 2015. Edwin Jackson as well. Talk about him a little bit, because that's something that I... you know, he's kind of a, of, a, of a forgotten Cardinals. David Eckstein, World Series MVP, War 22. Jack Clark, former Cardinal feared hitter from the mid to late 80s, War 22. And then you have numerous, numerous 22s before that, but those are kind of the top ones that, that I that I thought of when I think of 22. Pretty solid number for the most part. Uh, but when you look at Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward is somebody that, you know, he had one year in St. Louis. He was part of the Shelby Miller trade. Um, his age 25 season came in 2015. I mean, that, that's arguably, arguably one of his better years. Um, his Highest career batting average came in 2015. It's his third highest OP, or on base percentage, excuse me, came in 2015. Fourth highest slugging percentage for his career. Fourth highest OPS. When you look at OPS, it was also his fourth highest. One of his better seasons overall. Had 13 home runs, so a little bit low in the home run department. Um, but, But overall, very solid. Gold glove that season, as usual. OPS plus 117. 293 was the exact batting average, stole 23 bags, 160 overall hits, 33 doubles, four triples. The impact he made on defense is it's measurable, but it's almost immeasurable because defense, I think, it's it's a stat that is calculable. You have all these different metrics now, but Jason Hayward really provided a spark defensively for the St. Louis Cardinals wearing number 22 in his one season. The other, the other couple that I wanted to talk about in terms of 22, one that had a long, long winding career that started all the way back in 2003 as a 19-year-old for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's Edwin Jackson. That's right. Edwin Jackson for St. Louis. Just one season in St. Louis. 13 games, 12 of those being starts. He was 5-2, and two, had a 3-5-8 ERA, 78 innings as a Cardinal, an ERA plus just above average at 104. Arguably one of his better stops that also got him uh, his lone World Series ring in 2011. Just somebody, like I said, didn't have a dominant postseason, wasn't necessarily dominant with the Cardinals, but somebody that, that helped that rotation out immensely. Was he a Jack Flaherty or a Bob Gibson? Obviously not. Not trying to make that claim, but Edwin Jackson might not be one of the top 22s, but he's definitely one of the more memorable ones in St. Louis Cardinal history. Because he helped the Cardinals win that 2011 World Series championship. Um, obviously, 
That's one of the, the greater World Series championships in Cardinal history. Another 22 that helped the Cardinals win a World Series, David Eckstein. That's right. David Eckstein wore the number 22 for the St. Louis Cardinals from 2005 to 2007 uh, before leaving for Toronto and Arizona in this 2008 season. But in his three-year regular season Cardinal career, David Eckstein was solid. Okay, he was on a, some really good teams in 04 and 05 on the World Series championship team, obviously, in 2006. But his Cardinal career stacks up like this. Just 13 home runs across 398 games. But he had 465 hits. 465 of his 1,400 career hits. 297, 357, 375 was the slash line. OPS plus, just below average at 91. Stole 28 bags in those three seasons. He was an all-star in 2005 and 2006. He was 21st in the MVP voting in 2005 and a World Series MVP in 2006. That cannot go unnoticed. Anytime a World Series is won, that is huge um, for, for a franchise for Obvious, obvious, obvious reasons. Um, and I think sometimes that David Eckstein is one of those players that doesn't get a lot of recognition, a lot of namesake. But when you talk about that 2016, you have to talk about David Eckstein because of the work he did against Detroit in that World Series, how he helped the Cardinals get to the World Series that year. You know, one of the more memorable ones as well. And he was a World Series champion as well in 2002 with the Anaheim Angels at the time, playing 152 games that season. Um, he, he was a pretty solid Major League Baseball player as well. It wasn't just that one spark year. Like I said, two-time All-Star, fourth in Rookie of the Year voting in 2001, 11th in the MVP voting in 2002. I already mentioned the 2005 MVP voting. Uh, just somebody that just got the job done. Over, overall, he was a solid, solid baseball player. I would argue above average when you take in defense and offense. You know, 1,400 career hits is over 10 years. That's solid. You know, just just overall, um, just a, a dependable baseball player. Another 22 that the Cardinals had was Mr. Jack Clark. I was remembered mostly for his San Francisco Giants days. Uh, 10 years with the San Francisco Giants. Just three. With the Cardinals, it was his longest tenure with the team outside of the Giants. And in those three years, you know, one year he only played 65 games. But in 1985, 1987, the Cardinals made the World Series both of those years. He was top 10 in MVP voting both of those years. 1987, probably his better season. Led the league in walks with 136. Led the league in an on-base percentage, obviously, with 459. Led the league in slugging with 597 that year in 1987. And led the league in OPS 1055, as well as OPS plus 176. Third in the MVP voting in 1987. Uh, only 65 games, as I mentioned, in 1986. But still, Jack Clark, you know, at, at his peak... One of the better, one of the more feared, hit, feared, excuse me, hitters in baseball at the time. Maybe not one of the more generational type players, uh, right? But Jack Clark definitely deserves some mention in terms of famous 22s in Cardinal history. But I'll, I'll end the 22 discussion the way I started it with Jack Flaherty. Um, I really, I think it's hard not to be high on Jack Flaherty. I think you have to be excited about what, what Jack brings to the table in terms of on-the-field production. He showed flashes of it last year before he got hurt. He was really dominant, really, before he got hurt. And then flashes of it even after he came back from injury and the second time as well because he did get re-hurt in that Chicago series a little bit uh, in Chicago. But somebody that I think the Cardinals should be really excited about, I know they are, uh, but somebody that, that I'm really excited about for the St. Louis Cardinals um, just because of how dominant he can be. So uh, bold prediction. Wanted to make a, If I wanted to make a bold prediction, 
it would be this to close out segment number two. Jack Flaherty will be a lifelong Cardinal, and his number 22 will be retired. Uh, so one more discussion, because it's 2 But, you know, that's the shorthand form of the date. Really, it's 2-22-2022, right? So we do, we will spend some time talking about number 20 in the St. Louis Cardinals system, and obviously there's a very famous Hall of Famer, number 20, that we'll get into in just a moment. But first, once again, I wanted to thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Locked on MLB Prospects is another listen you should tune into with host Lindsay, Lindsay Crosby. He is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is also brought to you in part by Bet Online because football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, and where to find where the next fired coach is going, Bet Online is. .net is your number one spot for all your sport betting needs. It is the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. St. Louis Cardinals have had their fair share of number 20s over their storied career, over their storied history, excuse me. Um, but one sticks out above the rest. He's the last man to wear number 20. He will be the last man ever to wear number 20 for the St. Louis Cardinals, and that is Lou Brock. One of the greater outfielders of all time. He started out his career with Chicago wearing number 24. And then when he got traded in 1964 and helped the Cardinals win a World Series that year, um, wore number 20, and that is the number he would wear for the remainder of his career. Passed away in September of 2020, and when when that happened, it, it kind of got brought to light uh, his postseason career resume. Uh, his, his postseason batting it was pretty remarkable. At that time, they only had the World Series, so he was two and one in World Series. They won it in 64 and 67, lost it in 68. Uh, but across those three World Series, uh, 21 games overall, because all three of those went to seven games, believe it or not, he was 34 for 87. That is a 391 batting average, had an on base of 424, slugged 655 and an OPS of 1,000, and he stole 14 bases. And you might think 14 over three is okay, so four to five stolen bases uh, of World Series. He didn't steal a single bag. In 1964, which is shocking. Didn't even attempt one. He was 7 for 7 in steal attempts in 1967. And he was 7 for 9 in 1968. So 14 of those stolen bases. Of his 14 stolen bases, all 14 came in just two World Series. That is remarkable. Had four home runs. uh, One in each, 1964-1967. And two in 1968. And obviously when we talk about Lou Brock, you got to talk about the speed, the base running ability to know how to read a pitcher and just the all-out speed that Lou Brock had. At the time, set the record in 1974 for most stolen bases in a season. The famous call by Jack Buck. That's 105 for Lou Brock. Ended up with 118 that year, 938 for his career. He led the league in stolen bases in 1966, in 1967, in 1968, in 1969, in 1971, in 1972, 73, and 74. The definition of a speed demon. 
had a down year in 1978 before he came back with an all-star campaign to close out his career in 1979 at the age of 40. And at the age of 40, he still swiped 21 bases. Simply remarkable for Lou Brock. No other 20 in St. Louis Cardinals history even comes close to the impact Lou Brock had on those teams in the 60s and even the 70s when he was kind of the star of a dwindling Cardinal team at the time in the mid-late 70s. Weren't super strong teams for St. Louis, uh, but just really a strong career and a Hall of Fame career for Mr. Lou Brock. May he rest in peace as well as every other uh, past Cardinal that I've talked about Um, because I do want to end the two discussion with who I started it with, and that's Red Shandies. Again, just one of the greatest Cardinals of all time. Uh, 2,000 career games overall, 1795 with them with the St. Louis Cardinals. But as I mentioned, his impact on the Cardinals franchise transcends his stats. It goes beyond the baseball reference. It goes beyond the, the back of the baseball card. Remarkable, remarkable, remarkable. So 2-22-22, enjoy it. Take it in today. And if, I know it's just a silly date, right? It's a Tuesday. It's what it, I understand. You can have the argument, just a silly date, whatever. Enjoy it. A lot of things are crazy in this world right now, going wrong. Enjoy the fact that we have a palindrome as a date, 2-22-22. It's a fun date to, to, to enjoy the day for. So enjoy it. Maybe get yourself two of something that you normally get one of. Get two built bars instead of one. Enjoy it. Just have a good overall day. Um, there is a discussion that I want to end the show with in terms of retiring numbers. Paul O'Neill's getting his number retired by the New York Yankees in August. And I think retiring numbers is a tradition that's been around a while, and I have no real problem with it. But I think we're going to get to the problem here soon when you're just going to run out of numbers. (laughs) Cardinals aren't necessarily there yet, but the Yankees are getting there, especially numbers 1 to 25. Like, There's a reason Aaron Judge is wearing 99. It could be a preference, but it also could be because there aren't a whole lot of numbers available. So just kind of a thought-provoking food for thought. At what point do you start honoring numbers but not retiring them? And only giving the, the the numbers that have been worn by greats to good players, you know? Just food for thought. Because eventually, you know, you could see a hypothetical situation where years from now, the only numbers available are going to be from like 60 to 98, you know, or some weird number. You're going to be retiring number 67 or retiring number 73. Instead of giving them to the spring training invitees, you're retiring those numbers because those are the only numbers you have left to to offer, Um, which is another argument, in my opinion, as to why managers should not wear numbers. Uh, But that is just um, my own random thought opinion that that I have Uh, because Mike Matheny, as as an example of that, he also wore number 22, one of the great Cardinal catchers in their history, also a manager for the Cardinals uh, from 2012 to 2018, the middle part of those seasons. So another 22 that that's worth mentioning as well. Um, should he? Should, should managers have numbers? Coaches have numbers. I talked about that. My vote is no. But again, running a little long on time. That's just food for thought. That's what I wanted to end today on. But Cardinals have had some good number twos, good number twenties, good number twenty twos in their history. Uh, so. More updates on CBA, hopefully coming on tomorrow's episode. I'll be sure to tune back in for that, as well as other off-season thoughts on what the Cardinals can do when the lockout ends. We'll go a little bit more in-depth tomorrow on Locked On Cardinals. Happy 2-2, or excuse me, happy 2-22-22, everybody. Be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic Tuesday.